and refit more popcorn. Shut up and refit more popcorn. Waka waka, guys. Welcome back to the best of season four and five. Of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. It's your boy Nicho. And uh, since we didn't do a best of season four, I'm going to incorporate that into this end of the year roundup of, of episodes. So uh, I have dissected and categorized the majority of these episodes like I normally do. And up first is a category I call Family Fun. This is basically animated G rated films, action comedy, stuff like that. And uh, right off the bat, if you're seeing the video of this, you're going to be treated with the cover art. They're not going to be long clips. They're not going to be crazy. About 30 seconds of each. Just, you know, you want to see a little bit more than a 30 second clip and you want to maybe not listen to the whole episode. Do yourself a solid. Go over to my YouTube channel and look up the seasoned Popcorn Bites. I have them categorized by season one, two, three, four, up until five. I believe five still needs a few more episodes in that, but, you know, it's not like I'm making Joe Rogan money. So do yourself a solid. If you want to maybe two, man, a minute and a half more of this episode, check that out. But for a quick 30 second clip, enjoy. Eh, I guess you could say day, night, whatever. So, um,. At first, he's fucking loving it. He's going, he realizes that the people are scared of him, so he's just going through the village and raw, roaring up the motherfucking place. People are throwing pitchforks at him. He's loving it. You know, he's hanging, he's throwing in the mud. Finally, he goes home and realizes he has no home. I don't know why he thought Fiona was going to be there, but he, he realizes that something's wrong in these witches. Uh, so. They begin their journey to find the... Because every meteor crash that has done this has been at one spot. They want to figure out why, so they make their way out there. They come across like what's called Geotopia, who is uh, leader is Shangri-Lama, played by Modern Family's Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, the ginger. <laughs> he plays the llama. He's apparently made this whole crystal city... And the powers kind of keep everybody. Now the progression of this movie. It, it doesn't typically. St I mean there's, it doesn't stay with just the dogs. Or just the family. And, it, and there's parts where it seems like. They could have done more with the dog. Than just a fucking montage. One thing that I will say is pretty funny. And pretty crazy. Is that Julie has a. An admiration for Charles Barkley. <laughs> You know, Charles Barkley, that's terrible. They say San Antonio women are just big women, you know, the tamales and all that, just big women. That motherfucker. And I guess the, and they don't, they get into it a little bit. Third has like a crush on her, but they don't really get into it like, like Mega the thing where it's like, he's like, there's a moment he's just like, oh my gosh, he's so gorgeous. Or you know what I mean? But somehow he, he, he runs up when they're on the island. And I'm jumping from back and forth. But this movie really doesn't deserve a linear explanation. I'm just giving the stuff that I read. I'm going to be real. I kind of fell asleep during parts of it. But it it wasn't like I missed a whole hour. Just like five minutes or so. I'm just. Colt is throwing $5 base, baseball softballs at this motherfucker. At, the fa at, at these people. At the fat dude. Tum Tum. Uh. 
is throwing darts at the at the guy that's chasing him, and the Rocky is being chased by the guy from Salute Your Shorts, and he he somehow gets tangled up in that 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 game where you got to shoot the water and fill up the water the balloon, and the first one to pop it wins the prize. You know what I mean? Somehow he gets tangled up and he gets shot in the face with water. Oh, I don't know if it's like like oh hey like like oh awkward small talk. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, Dell takes a shower first, makes a huge mess in the bathroom. Neil goes in after him. The, he's, he just puts shampoo or gets his yeah, hair shampooed up, and he can't. The water cuts off. He's got shit all over his eyes. So- Holy shit! We get the Maximals now. Motherfuckers younger than me have no clue what Beast Wars is, unless they're watching uh, the Netflix stuff or whatever. Beast Wars was basically the animal version of Transformers. It was a CGI show. It was a toy line like everything else. And then it was the Maximals versus the Predacons. You know, the Autobot version animals covered the down payment. And so now he's visualizing, he's fantasizing about what it's going to be like, you know, having a pool. He, and he's always got these little, this little, uh, I want to say perverted man a little bit perverted because he did check out that chick at the mall uh her little panty line but uh little fantasies i guess being a married man which kind of to me it's it's kind of fucked up kevin has to sit there and explain to natalie and his dad that it wasn't me it was the burglars these people came to break in uh natalie tries to get the butler because they have this state-of-the-art security whatever you know and she asked price guy like is this is this true is was anybody did anybody break in or whatever and he's like no man this boy's a liar and you know i was watching the tapes and i was watching security nothing like nothing like what whatever this mother motherfucker saying ain't true they trick tick each other off and that's what happened and he's frustrated jack who at this moment found out where the room is and took the snow globe tricks scott into saying the words i wish i'd never become santa claus boom they time travel back to 1994 but i guess it would be set 93 anyways the moment that scott became santa claus when santa claus fell off his roof this changes everything all right guys so the next category i have is comedy and there wasn't really a lot of comedy and i wouldn't say a lot of comedy in these seasons but a lot of it was action. It was. It's kind of hard to put one film in just one genre, and so this ain't gonna be a long section or a long category. But it's it's gonna give you kind of an idea of where I put these films and why I put these films in this category. So enjoy. Black Sun. He's already got the mustache, so I guess that was part of the the deal for Jerry Reed was to grow a mustache. Jumps into a 1983 Pontiac Trans Am as compared to the previous Trans Am used by the real bandit. He gets an upgrade and begins his journey. Just not only to fuck with him, but to get the shark and be the first one down in Texas. They're they're driving from Miami, Florida to Texas. so It's water on the bridge, basically. So he works with him because he... 
basically he hits home runs almost every fucking time. They throw him a pitch. They know he's going to hit a home run or whatever. So they start, they're starting to work on how he's hitting the ball and how to make it, like, hit the ball and make it go straight to first or whatever. Like, he's hit, like I don't play baseball. I'm not, I don't even watch baseball. From time to time, I'll watch a game here, too. But, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. They have to get Sung Lee safe, so they decide to take her to the French embassy uh, where the old evil white dude, who we don't know is evil at the time, offers to take her to with him to his family's uh french country home whatever whatever uh but it's a ruse we find out because as soon as they get there his limo blows up like uh, maybe a minute or two before they get on it to make it seem like there was an attempt on his life too so he's like i'm gonna get all these motherfuckers like oh what's going on Oh, oh so Jack uh, tries to get the load down on Andy. Uh, so he calls in his uh, CIA operative people, whatever, to get the load down. And the guy just, uh, he gives his clearance to the guy on the other end of the line. The guy's like, this clearance has been expired for like 20 years or something like that. And he's... He then tells him, like, if you really want to know about the one, why don't you just Google him? If you really want to know about this person, just Google him. All right, guys. The next category up is scary. Uh, I just put scary. Scary movies, you know, horror movies. I did uh, the last two years solid month-long releases into the horror uh, genre. And uh, so, yeah, enjoy. We all know what the real deal is. Nobody's stupid. And if you haven't figured it out by now... Bless your heart. But we're here to talk about the final destination. Now, before we do that, do you know which movie I'm talking about? Yeah, the one with the plane. You know, like, oh, we're all going to die. Uh. Yeah, the one with the dude. Uh, um, what the hell What the hell's his name? Seawar. Dev, Dev C. Something. That team was like 2000 and stuff. Oh, my God. Dude, you watched the wrong movie. Still troubled, still bouncing from foster home to foster home. Uh, they just said, fuck it. They sent them to a military academy. Oh, yeah. Somehow, Chucky knows how to uh, hack into a computer. And looks up <laughs> the information on Andy. And there's another thing. And, and, and we're, we're, we're sort of there. So I might as well just you know, set the story. I might set the scene or the feel of... Andy being at the fucking military school. And kind of like having like a um, a remembrance night or something. Some kind of like, let's get together and just kind of talk about the boys or this and that. The sister, who is named Emma, played by Tracy Fairway. Which I don't really recognize a lot of these actors. I, I think the father, I believe his, uh, Stephen's dad was... Uh, I think he I think he might be somebody. And so when she did that, she actually did summon the Candyman and he obviously he knows who she is, you know. So he's trying to basically recruit her like, "Hey, you're you are the last of my descendants. You will you will fucking wait till this train leaves, son of a bitch." I ain't editing shit. I'm leaving that motherfucker in. So, back to where I was talking about. So now 
Miguel's on cloud nine. He goes to bang his chick or the whatever chick he picked up. Long story short, he's using in this film, in this particular plot, that he's going to kill all these people, but he's going to frame Sydney because of, for whatever reason, oh, it was John Milton who defiled my mother and blah, blah, blah. And she ends up dying where it makes him, like Roman, look like the sole survivor. He's basically jealous of his half-sister because she she got all this fame and notoriety from these killings from the first film, which he was the fucking reason for. Now the leprechaun, it makes this illusion that Bridget is not upstairs in the house, but downstairs in the garage. And she's fixing to give this dude some booty. She takes her shirt off. This dude's about to motorboat her. Now, in my opinion, okay, yeah, the boobs were okay. But if you're going to motorboat something, you got to have a little bit more, uh, how should I say, uh, Dolly Parton-esque size boobs. You know what I mean? They have to... Horror-themed festival. Almost like a, um, like a Comic-Con type deal, kind of a horror. And uh, if you ask me, I think most of their production went into just that fucking part of the movie. Like, you know, the, the just the goofy shit. Like you can tell, okay, this is a movie. Yeah, it's 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 shot like it's certain you know, it's shot like the the third movie, but four fucking years. I don't know why I'm showing my fin- my fucking hand into the phone camera, but four years in the sewer, eat nothing but rat shit. And fucking uh, hobo hummus and dick cheese. I mean, who knows what the fuck this dude was living on? Drinking piss water. This motherfucker was drinking sewer water. So you know he ain't the healthiest motherfucker right now. So that being said, he's just fucking, he's weak as fuck. So he's. All right, guys. The next category is I have entitled action slash badass chicks. Because there is quite a bit of films that I did that had some pretty pretty awesome ass-kicking female leads. And yeah, let's get to it. So they go off. And then Paul and the the Olivia go home. Or one, one of her house. He has a house, I guess, somewhere in the country. And uh, Chelsea is staying over there where she's protected. And they go home. And then uh, the DA says, okay, we'll just go home, watch her. I'm going to send a couple of cops. I'll have the uh, lieutenant take, you know, send a couple of cops for security. Okay, that's all bullshit. He sends Freddie Flakes and uh, the two other muscle from earlier. And later on we find out. Now, this is the crazy part. I mean, now, these are mummy movies. So, I mean, it's not going to be, oh, taking everything has to be like... There's mythical, mystical, whatever stuff involved. And so, yetis are involved in this fucking movie. They end up taking her to uh, Shangri-La. I can't even say the fucking name. Shangri-La, Shangri-La. And we don't always find out till later what happens. But he's not feeling too good. He fucking ends up getting seasick. And so, she takes care of him that night. And... She, and we later find out she liked being in that situation. She wanted to be there for him. She wanted to take care of him. And in the morning, he just got up and went skeet shooting. A skeet, 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 skeet. He went clay skeet shooting. A skeet, 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 skeet. Uh, 
she was upset because when she got up, he was gone. And then when she he finds her, she's kind of giving him the cold shoulder in a way. Like, they escape with it only to, I mean, I think before they even left, they saw it was full of gold and treasure. And then when they get there, it's completely empty. So whether it was open while they were doing it and everything just flew out, who knows. But the scene of them looking into the fucking safe on the ship that is just there on land. And his crew's like, dude, no, we can't do this shit no more. We can't, dude, really? What the fuck are we doing here? Fuck this. A little bit more backstory to some of the people there. Tig, I don't know, Bennett, he was, uh, <laughs> Kim Coates plays Bennett. He he was a producer. The Asian guy used to be his assistant. They used to kind of hang out together or whatever. Uh, the girl from earlier, she was an actress and... Luther West, he was a basketball player and spokesman for watches. Uh, Tag Mueller, whatever the, the fancy watch company is. All we want is her blood. She will not be killed. Tell her, tell us where she's at. We will. We won't hurt her. We just want her blood. Her blood is the key to winning this war for the like, basically the Lycans. She's like, no, you, you know, fuck you. Boom. She. She basically uh, goes over the cliff with him. She lands perfectly like, you know, she did in the first movie. He has this fetish or fascinate fetish. Let's say fetish with hair. And now we learn why he was an orphan. He was uh, raised in an orphanage. He still makes uh, trips or he still returns there for his I guess yearly haircut or something, but he he goes, holy shit, he goes completely like busting nuts every time he uh, sniffs the hair or whatever. It's like it's uh, Janet is knocking boots with the higher ups, and all of this whole time Jeff is just like, oh my, my Janet's so amazing, I love her. Do, 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 do. Um. They start to find clues. Now, the bad guys who actually kidnap... I'm about to burp, sorry. Who actually kidnap the two uh, beauty pageant people is... Uh, I was actually uh, caught off guard and has to watch his fellow Marines, fellow uh, private boot camp uh, brothers basically start to hate him, start to despise him and, and resent him because... You know, we're we're like motherfucker. You you're making us do more push-ups. We're making you know you're fucking up. You're doing this, and we're having to fucking do more. Uh, I, I call them burpees. I don't know. Um, and so he's he's and he's also kind of losing it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you always save the best for last. And for me, this category is probably my favorite category, and uh, probably one of the reasons why you're listening to the podcast. So, without further ado. The last category is entitled Guests. Had some amazing people come on the podcast and shoot the shit with me. Some familiar voices, some familiar faces. And just from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank each and every one of them. And whenever you want to jump on another episode, you all are more than welcome to. You know, uh, I really appreciate the time they tell, y'all gave me. And with, without further ado, let's get into it. <laughs> so... I haven't seen that new one. I know it came out like on sci-fi, like an original movie or whatever. But uh, but he's the town drunk. He becomes 
friends with the bounty hunters that are after the critters in the first on the first few films and he becomes a bounty hunter himself or is taught the ways of killing these creatures or fi- or hunting them yeah and so we see him in the beginning of the movie he finds two eggs and just as he's about to squash them or whatever get rid of them which i would have fucking done and then they what happens they wind up both getting tangled like tom and fucking jerry they go over the ledge and then what she tries to french fucking kiss him and then he stabs her in the back stabbed her in the back fucking worse than my divorce proceedings <laughs> yeah god damn you are hot tonight jack Nah, I'm only a little bit warm from the from the chocolate white Russian I had. When McConaughey and Zellweger became big and they used yeah. those two they came back. to catapult the movie and yeah. the both of them were like, we want nothing to do with this fucking movie. <laughs> like when you watch Renee Zellweger in this movie, she's literally reading a script. There's no emotion. Oh, there's God. no really anything. It's just, you know, her reading the script and just going through the motions. How yeah. she got work after this is baffling because her acting is some of the worst I've ever seen in a movie. Yes. How he was just tearing everybody up. Nobody can go anywhere. He was just going right down the little hallway, but instead it was a bus and he was just fucking going, going into people and this, but that's exactly the first thought that came to my mind was the comparing it to Darth Vader and Rogue One during that scene on the, and that's exactly how I pictured it. It it was a good scene, but hopefully we'll discuss it more. But in this movie, because it's a Cheech and Chong movie, and it's about two brothers, and it's their telling of, I guess it's a it was a book like an old school book, like one of those uh, uh, like Pride a, and Prejudice era type books. Oh shit! I was thinking like Shakespeare and shit. Yeah, where it's the uh, Corsican brothers, where they. They're twin brothers, and they can feel each other. Like, if you punch one, the other one will feel it. So, starting the movie off now, at 15 seconds, we see the opening. That's Get to the train. train. Oh, that's it. Get to that's the train. It. Go to the church. Get to the yeah. train. Go to the church. And he said, the, the motherfucker never says it, and it happens. He has all the opportunity to say it, but he doesn't, he doesn't say, Get to the chopper. <laughs> There's a fucking chopper in the movie, man. Come on. You, that's a missed opportunity, bro. <laughs> he, jumps, he jumps off of the fucking ch- uh, chopper and it just like SWAT teams down with his fucking, with his uh, tactical rope. So that's just like a little bit I would like to do. Like, you know, like you guys are, I see how you guys do your creative shit. Like you, Everett, Tito, like you guys are hella, hella creative, man. Like, fuck. Oh, man. Like, Thank you. I would. I wish I could do a podcast, man. For real. Like honestly, said, I, I'm the, telling you, if time... you did, if you did Keebler Cholo News as a TikTok, like, dude, that's your, that's funny. It's original and it's like you can. I know there's different apps you can put like the little ticker at the bottom and shit, like an actual news, like CNN. Larry King live. Oh, well, that that's how it first started. I go. That was so. That was such a fucking cock tease because you're like, oh shit, maybe he might do something corporate. Like, oh, I like this dude's drive. Let's see what he can do in this setting. But the motherfucker owns a steakhouse. Dude, I got a different take on it, though. A steakhouse is a more high-end kind of a place than shenanigans. This dude has an interest in you. Wouldn't you not take it? Like, if you're going to be in a restaurant, why not go over there, a higher-end place, and maybe you move up faster because this dude likes you, and you start getting paid. Like, voiceover box. Yeah. And then 
I'm thinking that's cool, but is it going to be throughout the whole movie? And then right then right after when he gets to the back cave, you see he's just writing in a journal. Yeah, and these are the I, words. He- I like that because I was like, it, it makes for me. It was like like you said, like the comic book, like uh, like a Mark Miller type of thing. You know yeah. that the way he, the way Batman would, you know, have his um inner monologue. How do they not? First of all, how do they not see him? Or where hear him? They're like right from? there. Yeah, yeah. He's right there. There's there's a three of them on the beach. If they're going somewhere, and he only Stifler knows where he's going, how do his boys not know that that's where they're going to? You know, when when those uh, the new age dudes grabbing all the the bikini tops and all that. Where's the cops? This you know, if I'm looking, well, why at- would you not? Why would okay? You're gonna steal all the bikini bikini tops, right? Yeah, to see everywhere your top is cool, and then you're gonna run away. The pod, the tube system that they had. I don't like the fact they can stop and they can open it and the next thing you know, you're getting attacked by dinosaurs. But traveling from like, oh, I'm from section A and I need to go into this rainforest section and blah, 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 blah. And then the crazy part is this ecosystem that they have for these dinosaurs. It's in what, like the Alaskan Alps or some shit? Yeah. But it's in a way, it almost makes you think of like a... uh, hollow earth theory i don't know why they would have and it, it that's the the front of the title the front yeah. of it is book of shadows blair witch too blair witch too i i, I yeah i have no idea there, there's no book of shadows in it there's no the only book that's in it is uh the guys that gets ripped up so <laughs> i yeah i don't know where it doesn't it doesn't come into play again another thing that this movie does that just there's no rhyme or reason and if you're looking for an answer for it Fuck you, you're not getting it. That is it, guys. That is the best of season four and five episode. Put in a ball for an end of year treat. Uh, stay tuned. Season six starts next week, first Friday of the month of the year 2023. We're getting close to episode 100. And <clears throat> if I do my calculations right, I might have to do a weekly episode until we get to the fourth year anniversary in March. But uh, if not, and we stick to the two episodes a month, we'll eventually get to episode 100. But I'm gonna go ahead and make a solid year season. I had a lot of, a lot of fun doing season five and doing it. I had promised to do it from March 2022 to March 2023. I'm just going to go ahead and say, fuck it. Let's cut it off here at the end of the year and start a new season in January. And that's that's the plan list for now. Uh, what to do after episode 100. Um, still got a lot of movies and ideas I haven't done yet. I, I know I did a lot of preview episodes for the extra Butterfeed. Um, that's only to boost more traffic to that sister station. Um, other than that, uh, still got a lot of episodes in the works. I want to say the next one is going to be on the Chronicles of Riddick, 2004's sequel to 2000's Pitch Black, which starred Vin Diesel as the character Riddick, Richard B. Riddick. Um, little backstory, fucking loved Pitch Black. So we'll get into that when we cross that bridge when we get to it. So other than that, I mean, go... 
hit up the link tree, go hit up the social medias, the YouTubes, of course, and I will be updating the season five popcorn bites there. Um, if you see this little thing on my neck, it's a wireless microphone, so I can do these things with my hands. Uh, so um, I'm going to be utilizing this a little bit more, especially with video. And I want to try and get rid of this little watermark or some other, other, you know, this shit. And, uh, but if not, head, you know, it's a virtual background. So, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this little end of year treat. And I hope you're still riding with me this time next year when we get to season seven. So, Lord uh, willing, we'll get there. And, I mean... I usually have a hard time transitioning into the outro, so let's just start, let's just stop with thank you so much for listening, downloading, and watching, and remember to take care of yourself and the people you love, Nanu Nanu, peace.